Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Weight loss is big business, and in the digital age, it's all about how technology can help people live healthier lives. Digital Wellness is an Australian tech company backing some of the biggest weight loss programs in the world. Think the Mayo Clinic diet in the US or the CSIRO total wellbeing diet here in Australia. Digital Wellness now partners 22 of the 28 health funds in Australia. Scott Penn is the founder and CEO of Digital Wellness, also the co-owner of the Manly National Rugby League team. He's back from in Australia from New York for a little while, so we thought we'd grab him for a chat. Scott, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks, Sean. Great to be here. For those that don't know you, Scott, your own journey around weight loss, which got you into Weight Watchers, is really quite interesting. Just tell us that. It's, it's a while ago now. I appreciate that. <laughs> many many people won't know that story. Without aging myself too much. It's, uh, yeah, look, I was an overweight teenager. I, I went to my first, first group spot meeting when I was 13. Both my parents worked. I was a, a latchkey kid, so I'd uh, get lunch money each day and I'd spend that usually at the corner store before I got on the train and then I'd have to borrow mates lunches or borrow some money for lunch and then I'd be first home so I'd raid the pantry before mum and dad got home and then I'd have a a sensible dinner (laughs) so (laughs) so effectively I'd have you know five or six meals a day rather than three. Not unusual though for many teenagers. No, it's not. Look, I mean, and, and and that's something that definitely drives me. It's not unusual. And I just, you know, I love food. I love a drink. I enjoy social occasions. And, you know, so I kind of call myself a foodie. Worst thing for me is a buffet because it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little overwhelming for all the choices. But, you know, I've had to learn how to modify that. And I guess that's that's something that's been a lifelong journey for me ebbed and flowed, but, you know, stayed at a pretty steady weight now, probably for the last 25 years. But I had to really discipline myself to do that, really use, you know, our platform and and a lot of the tools that we have and monitor my eating behaviours and exercise on a daily basis so that I can keep it in check. Okay. So as you said, it's a lifelong journey. You grew the Weight Watchers brand in Australia in the 80s and 90s. How much have things changed since then to now? Yeah, so my family uh, was involved for about 20 years. So my parents brought aerobics to Australia actually in the late 70s and then- You're at fault. Yeah, (laughs) I do have some embarrassing (laughs) photos of myself as a kid. (laughs) In fact, they even performed at an NRL grand final of all places. Oh, really? (laughs) I think I was embarrassingly in the front somewhere. Uh, but the, we were involved with Weight Watchers for 20 years and my mother and father were heavily involved. My dad was managing director and mum was on the board. And look, so, you know, back then it was very much a group support business. There wasn't an online business in the early stages and it was heavily reliant on word of mouth. And then that moved on into the online environment. And, you know, obviously we were involved when it went public back in 2001. And it's still, you know, a very strong business with a multi-channel approach. And to be fair, you know, I was a global vice president of that business and left in 2005, had a non-compete. So I rode that out and bought a football team and a surf business, as you do. As you do. <laughs> so, but the last 15 years, we've been very focused on digital wellness and with a view to really helping change people's lives by making a positive impact on their health, primarily in the online environment, but now very much moving into patient support areas in terms of how we can 
really help people with chronic disease manage their weight, their hypertension, osteoarthritis and other things in conjunction with doctors and health professionals. Okay. Now, I've sort of been fortunate to have never been particularly overweight, so I haven't even delved into some of these online resources. What what are the types of things you're talking about? So the platform itself, we've, we've compartmentalized the program both for Mayo Clinic Diet in the US and also CSIRO Total Wellbeing Diet here in Australia. We've compartmentalized it into effectively a 12-week program or a 12-week rolling program. So it is more like a curriculum and every week you get a menu plan, exercise plan, special tips. You fill in a, a pre-screener before you start, which tells us about your eating patterns and things that you like and dislike. We put the menu plan into a weekly shopping list for you, which you can use for the whole family at home in terms of you know, the number of serve quantities, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, importantly, we also have support. So you can either, if, you, if you're just using the self-directed program, we have a very active Facebook group with almost 50,000 members who are constantly encouraging each other, sharing recipes and the like. So there's, there's a vibrant Facebook group. But then we also have health coaching. So we have registered dietitians and nutritionists who, if you want a, a more specialized or a more advanced approach where you can actually you know, have someone monitor your diary and things that you're doing, give you tips for the week ahead, then you can also self-select the coaching service. Stay with me, Scott. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Scott Penn, founder and CEO of Digital Wellness. Now, you're not definitely not the only online health company, yet you're the one that CSIRO picked, that the Mayo Clinic in the US picked. What is it about your business that attracted those guys? I suppose, what's your comparative advantage? Yeah, I think probably the, well, a couple of things. Firstly, experience, category experience and, and really understanding what consumers are looking for and making sure that we we have all the tools in our toolkit that people are looking for. So that's just, you know, that's a, a walk-up start. I guess the second piece is constant investment in that platform. So we not only invest in the platform itself, we effectively have reinvested our profits for the past 15 years in evolving the platform and making sure that we are sort of on cutting edge of technology, using AI tools and a whole range of other things. Thirdly, it's really about scientific research. And when we founded back in late 2006, we, we said, you know what, we have to make sure that we are competitive from a scientific perspective. So in the very early days, we, we had one of the largest cohorts in the world. I think it was about 11,000 people in a scientific research study with Newcastle University and analysing those 11,000 people and, and how much weight they lost over the 12-week program. And that was quite revolutionary at the time. And it, and it literally was kind of what's and all. We put the results out. It wasn't filtered. It was on the whole 11,000. And it was a good, you know, it was a solid result. It was about 6% weight loss on average. And it was a, a really positive result. So I think that's what attracted Syro and Mayo Clinic to the table was that you know, we were only as good as our interactions with our customers or members. Um, so we really focused on giving them the best possible outcome. And we're not afraid to publish that research and put pressure on ourselves to make it even better. So I think that's, you know, we're constantly reinvesting in research. We do at least 
two or three papers a year with CSIRO alone in terms of looking at our platform, looking at some of the tools that we have in terms of, you know, we have diet type survey, we have health scores type surveys. So we've got a range of different things that we've analyzed the, the feedback and results of. So scientific research is really important to us as well. Okay. People are getting heavier. No one's sort of arguing that. And most of the uh, scientific journals suggest people are getting heavier. More people are living with obesity. So that obviously has impact from everything, you know, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, etc. I know there are some, I mean, I think there's a crowd called Nova Nordisk, I think, which may, I'm going to say Danish crowd, who kind of have said that they're in phase three trials of a tablet basically, yes. that helps enormously for people living with obesity. But generally, the kind of there's no shortcuts in losing weight, it, or is there? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, we're, we're very familiar with Novo Nordisk and, and a couple of their products. They already have a couple of products on the market and they um, have a higher concentrate version of that that's in final clinical trials at the moment that will likely be released in the next 12 to 18 months. But that's not the sole cure. You know, this is still a lifestyle intervention. The medication, you know, and, and many medications have side effects as well, so it's not for everyone. But medication will need to be prescribed with a lifestyle program anyway yeah, because yeah, yeah. the medication alone may just help people with some cravings or it might, you know, usually it targets brain receptors and almost switches them off and or tells your body that it's full when it's not. So that's typically what a lot of the, the medications do, which is fine. But the fact is that if you're still in a social situation with a buffer in front of you, you yeah, yeah, may yeah. then fall into old habits. So unless you are modifying your behavior, you really aren't going to solve it long term. And then in, with medication, often these drugs, people aren't able to stay on them long term. So you know, unless they're able to stay on them for the rest of their life, then it's not going to have the desired result. So we're certainly aware of products coming down the pipe. We're, we're mindful that as a consumer, consumers want a simple, uh, the, the most simple solution possible. And I think that's what our core focus is for certainly our product development team is making sure that our products are so easy to use that it just becomes part of your lifestyle and it becomes a little bit habitual not dissimilar yeah. to Apple Watch and closing your rings every day and things like that. So, you know, I yeah. think that's certainly from a behaviour change perspective, we're trying to make sure we use technology to help people change their behaviour rather than make it painful. Now, Scott, I can't not ask you about the National Rugby League. You uh, split your time between New York and Sydney. How do you manage to watch Manly Sea Eagles when you're in New York? Well, the good thing is in the digital age, we've got plenty of online providers. So there's a uh, a watch NRL company in the well outside of Australia. There's a licensee, I think, who manages that and and shows all the games. Fortunately, so given the times, just change has actually gone into a more fortunate time for us. So we can. It's, it's still very early in the morning, but it's better than two a.m. <laughs> but I certainly watch um, all the games from over there. I get back here for as many games as possible. But no, it it works. What about the the idea of Manly playing the Rabbitohs in LA? Is that still on? On the drawing board? Definitely. No, no, that's something that we're very keen on. I've spoken to the NRL several times about that. I mean, obviously, we've got Hugh Jackman you know, on the on the Seagulls side and, and we've got Russell on the Rabbitohs side. So, I mean, I, I think it would be just a, a dream for both the NRL but also for your know, American fans to really see 
some of the top teams going battle for battle. And yeah. and, and I've proposed that we would be up for making it a, a regular season game, actually playing for points, not just a exhibition game. So, you know, that's something that we're definitely up for. Likely to be probably more 24 than next year, but, you know, it's certainly on the radar. Well, as I've mentioned off air, my children somehow have found themselves supporting Manly and I'm a mad Rabbitoh supporter. So if it happens, we're going. We're all going. <laughs> Excellent. Scott, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Pleasure, Sean. That was Scott Penn, founder and CEO of Digital Wellness. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.